1: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
2: back to chris this is the other side of the glass
0: (laughs) on sports radio 92.9 the game
1: Hour number two of the program here with you on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Chris Thomas hanging out with you until 7 o'clock this evening. Hawks pregame comes your way then. Um, We'll talk about them coming up in 20 minutes with our buddy Caleb Johnson. Um, Between now and then, I'll try and think of something positive to say. Well, Jalen Johnson, there's a low-hanging fruit that I can talk with Caleb about with uh, some positive spin on the Hawks right now who are uh, struggling to say the least and put it nicely. Um, We got Dom C. in the house. Producer shift change has been complete. Dom, how are you? Not too bad, man. How are you doing? Doing well. I have a question for you, as I often do. Yes, sir. Um, And I want to throw this out to the audience as well. 404-726-0929. That is the number of the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. And you can hit me up on Twitter as well at cthomasradio. We got a uh, Falcons 5 True or False coming up in just a sec. You don't want to miss that. I will give you all my best insight into the state of our football team. All right, Dom. I'm trying to do the new year, new me thing. Okay. Um, started a diet. Got it. Not, well, not a diet. I'm doing a lifestyle change. Okay. Um, had my first weigh-in on Wednesday. We're down four pounds. Nice. We're doing well. Nice. Okay. My biggest weakness, I'll say, okay, is adult beverages in the form of beer. I am a beer snob. I am a mm-hmm. beer connoisseur. Right. I am a beer fanatic. I don't drink. No offense to any of you out there. Um, <laughs> you know, my good buddy Squid Billy, you know, he's a... Uh, you know, simple beer kind of guy, Randy McMichael as well. I love all of the 9, 10, 11% Belgian triples. I love, right. you know, the the stouts, the mm-hmm. dark, thick all the different beer. Kinds, yeah. yep. Oh, man. Well, here's the problem, Dom. Doesn't really work for a lifestyle change. No. <laughs> Those are about the worst <laughs> things you can drink for you in terms of cal- empty calories. Yeah carbs, bloating, just everything that you don't want to do for your body comes in the form of my favorite thing to drink, which is heavy, high-alcoholic content beer. So I have decided we are switching. If if there's a day, so I got a plan, and it's a two-prong plan. Okay. Prong A or one. If it's a night where I just am chilling and having a couple of drinks with friends or a lady friend or just whatever, Right, I'm gonna do light beer. Okay, that's where I need help coming in just a second. Okay, Plan B. If I'm gonna get turned, we're doing tequila or we're doing vodka. Okay, so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna just bite the bullet and just give it up. And not not <laughs> to say I'll never have it again. Right, but for the overwhelming majority, back. like you know, my go-to beer on a Monday night after Dukes and Bell, if I'm just hanging out at like a Taco Mac or something, is gonna be like. A golden monkey, which is Mm -hmm. 10% alcohol and, like, 80,000 grams of carbs per 12 ounces. Right. So what I need from all of you beer drinkers out there, men, women—I was about to say children, not (laughs) um, children—the men and women out there who drink beer, what is the best light beer in terms of taste compared to nutrition? I have no working knowledge of these because I don't drink them, because I don't like them. But I'm forcing myself to drink them now right. because <laughs> I am giving up my favorite beers. So, Dom, in your drinking experience, what are the best tasting Oof. for bang for your buck in terms of calories versus taste oh, man. light beer that uh, I should be looking to try?
3: i I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I don't think I've ever paid attention to the calories of a drink when I'm like, I'm, well, I'm still young. Like if, I, if you do light
1: <laughs> beer, well, if you do light beer, right. it's pretty much kind of all the same. Mm-hmm. So what is it? Let me just ask you this then. What is your favorite tasting light beer? I'm trying to think. Have I ever? Yeah, had you're really like racking your brain. Over like this, I man. don't think like you I've are ever stumped. gone and
3: was like yeah. Let me get like a specific like a like a, the light variant of this. Like I've, okay. I've, I've, so I've th- just so never then
1: so then clearly we need the help of the audience. Yeah, I was gonna say the so, audience is gonna so, have to because right, I've never gotten the okay, light. Beer. Fine. <laughs> so audience, I need your help. Point me in the direction of when I'm just hanging out, having a couple brews with my buds, or drinking. You know, going to a a, a, a like a Taco Mac or a Hudson Grill, just hanging out, having a beer or two. What is the best-tasting light beer? And then also, if you're really into it, what is the best-tasting light beer in terms of bang for your buck that I'm getting with calories and carbs and all that good stuff? 404-726-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line, 404-726-0929. Or hit me up on Twitter at CThomasRadio. Let me know because I'm making the change. I'm not happy about it, but I'm doing it, damn it. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. All right. We'll read your responses coming up in just a bit. But, Dom, let's talk some Falcons.
0: It's time for five true or false questions on the other side of the glass. Which teams in the ATL will thrive? Which teams will make you scratch your head? On Sports Radio 92.9, the game.
3: All righty. So we got five Falcons true or false questions here for you, Chris. Thought I got some pretty good ones here. My first one, it's something that we've been touching on um, and that you've kind of asked the audience as far as, you know, who should be the starting quarterback next year. My statement here to you, Falcons, true or false? The Falcons' starting quarterback next year will be a rookie, true or false?
1: I hope so. I hope it's true. My vote, you guys know, is for Jaden Daniels. Go get him. Go trade up to number three. Whatever you got to do. This year's first, next year's first, the second. I don't care because you get – To quote Eminem, one shot, one opportunity to seize this moment. So capture it. Don't let it slip. That's where the Falcons are right now. There is no plan at quarterback for this team right now. So you got to go make one. Kirk Cousins, 40 mil a year for three years. No no thanks. I'm good. You want Ryan Tannehill? Nah, good. You want, well, here's the thing. Everyone's going to come at me again with Justin Fields. I want Justin Fields. No, you don't want Justin Fields. Not because he's Justin Fields. Because you have to pay him too much money with not enough sample size. I'm going to scream it from the mountaintops until if and when the Falcons make the move. So I'm going to say true, Dom, and it better be Jaden Daniels.
3: And it better be Jaden Daniels. Okay. Well, let's talk about some guys that are currently on this team. True or false, Bud Dupree and Claes Campbell should both be re-signed.
1: True, those are your, uh, sack, your sack leaders, leaders for yeah, the six team, and along th- with six and a half apiece, along with uh, Arnold Ebikadi. There, um, yeah, I mean they need him. Frankly, if Calais said he's probably leaning towards playing again, but he didn't say um, for the Falcons. He said he's leaning towards playing. That's again. that is the so interesting thing. He may want to go back to Baltimore or something like that, a team that's a little bit closer to winning. Yeah, I mean, those are two key players that this defense, frankly, do I want to say, can't afford to lose? I mean, like, (laughs) is that where we're at right now? Is this team in a position where you can give up those two guys and not put yourself in a position where you're going to be looking a lot more like the 2020 and 2021 defense than the one that we had this year that finally got a representative sack number? I think they finished with, like, close to 45. Yeah, something like that. I think so like
3: 42 and a half. Yeah, Dom,
1: um, I'm going to say I'm going to say true.
3: True, I agree. I think I think both of those guys have earned extensions. There's some other guys on this team, we'll see what happens. Um, that actually leads me to my next question though, cuz we were talking about edge here, right? I think we can all agree quarterback edge the two biggest concerns as far as holes on this team. True or false? Corner is the third biggest.
1: That's a good question. That's a very good question. I'm gonna say true again. Three for three. Um, here's the problem. AJ Terrell needs a new contract and Dom. So that's so that's my <clears> interesting <throat>
3: thing, because I was like I when I thought about this question, cause you know me, I was very big on beating the drum of Jeff Okuda's gonna have a big year this year. He did not. He had a big first half of the year yes, and then he fell off a mountaintop <laughs> yes. and he was
1: never to be seen from again. Yes,
3: and Clark Phillips is feisty and all that but I've just seen him just
1: To me he's a nickel. That's where he's going to thrive he's, because he's yeah. physical. He yeah. likes to challenge big receivers and mm-hmm. you slot him in there and I think he could do some He's like a, you know, pack a small punch yeah. in a in, yeah, a, yeah, in exactly. a small fr- pack a big punch in a small frame. So I like him there. So I think you have at least one starting cornerback spot to fill, mm-hmm. maybe two. Maybe two, yeah. Because AJ has had back-to-back disappointing seasons,
3: and and you've got Jesse Bates behind you, who had what should have been a Pro Bowl to, or an All-Pro type year. So,
1: well, he was not All-Pro. It was what? Well, 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 he he was just wasn't first pro, team. Yeah, first. He team, got yes. snubbed from the first yes. team. It was Kyle Hamilton and uh, Antoine Winfield. Yeah, yeah. And you know how many votes he lost by?
3: How many? Two. Oh wow.
1: Two votes. Ugh, from being first-team All-Pro, but he deserved. It. I mean, yeah. come on, yeah. Antoine yeah, Winfield. Exactly. I mean, stop it. <laughs> exactly. Stop. stop
3: it. So we we do agree, though. Corner is probably the biggest hole in this team outside of quarterback and edge rusher.
1: I would probably just for yes, yes. But now I'm thinking about what, like, where should each of those needs be addressed first? Meaning, like, should corner be where they go get the best? Free agent or trade, uh, okay, or should it be in mean. the draft? Like, which position should be focused on? Where for the team? Like, I saw one mock article. I think it was SB Nation put out their 1.0 mock draft, and they had the Falcons taking um, Dallas Turner from mm-hmm. I've
3: Ala- seen from Alabama. Yeah, I've seen some where they go. So, inch,
1: yeah. I, I mean, I would take that. I'd take Jared Verse, but then I've seen that. But then yep. you gotta you gotta go quarterback either trade or free agency. Like it's yeah, six of one it's, half. Those yeah. there's no easy yeah. answer for it. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes to your question and I think mm, because then you're I, I don't know if I want a rookie cornerback starting mm-hmm. this year. I think you probably go out and try to sign somebody. Yeah.
3: All right, we got these last two. Let's wrap them up real quick. True or false? Terry Fontenot has the hottest seat of any GM in the NFL. Um <sighs>
1: I might say true again, but not because of performance, because of somebody coming in who could shove him out that Arthur Blank would say, fine, I'll secede all the power to you um, and we'll get rid of Terry Fontenot to do so. Like, if they really want Bill Belichick, God, no, please. um, They're going to bring him in and he's probably going to say, I want personnel control. So where does that leave Terry Fontenot? Probably without mm-hmm. a job. That's Probably without a job. So yeah, I think I'm gonna have to say true again.
3: All right, last one. The Falcons' next head coach will not be a first-time head coach. True or false?
1: Ooh, I'm gonna so, You know what? Clean, sweet, baby. I'm gonna say true. True again. Yeah. So Man, you're- they're interviewing lot of people they are they They are are. casting they are not they are as the expression goes they're leaving no stone unturned here we go (laughs) yeah Oh, they're really casting a wide net um and i don't i guess i'm fine with it but i I think you need my guy would be mike rabel i know you're going back to the tennessee thing again but he's coming in here with he is going to be hot under the collar man with the way that ended in tennessee and he in my opinion he's a damn good coach all right, I got so many responses. You guys are awesome. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line, and on my Twitter at C Thomas Radio. I got Bud Light Platinum. I got Amstel Light. I have Miller Light. I have Michelob Ultra. I got two Michelob Ultras. Man, all right. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to over the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna be taste testing a lot of these. If you missed it at the start of the segment part of my new year's lifestyle change i'm giving up my favorite beers which are carb heavy alcohol content heavy and really 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 bad for you so i'm going to light beer what's the best light beer you tell me 404-726-0929 or at c thomas radio next i put it off for an hour and a half i cannot put it off any longer we will talk about the atlanta hawks caleb johnson next sports radio call from
2: mom answer it call silenced
1: 929 the game.
2: The other side of the glass is on.
0: Oh my god. Sports radio 929 the game.
2: Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what
4: you want. You know I got it, baby. If you give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want. right I got it. <laughs> Yeah,
1: there it is. Throwback dance on a Saturday afternoon in the A. I love it. All right. Good news. We got NFL football starting in about 10 minutes. And, of course, the Houston Texans are leading off wildcard weekend, as I think they have for the last decade, probably every single weekend. And then tonight we know we got the big one, Dolphins and Chiefs. But right now... Talk some uh, Hawks basketball, shall we? With our buddy Caleb Johnson on the WadeFord.com hotline. Caleb, I am going to start this interview with you the exact same way I started the last interview I did with you. What happened last night,
6: oh, Chris? Uh, I mean, I, I think we have we have reached uh, pretty close to the bottom. Quite honestly, uh, I think we have we have reached a point where uh, effort feels like it's at an all-time low uh, combined with, you know, what Indiana has put together is a really good basketball team. And last night, Indiana played a really bad basketball team in the Atlanta Hawks uh, just because, um, you know, I mean, I I get Clint was back out there uh, after missing a game, but I'm not entirely sure that, Uh, He's completely right with his Achilles injury. I know for a fact that Trey young right now is playing through some injuries that are really holding him back and uh, preventing him from shooting the ball. Well, so you just got, uh, like I said, you got a bad basketball team playing a good basketball team. And the end result was pretty much another blowout uh, between these two. And, it it's reached the point that um you know it, trade discussions are now where we're headed uh because something's got to give something's got to change about this team and it's not going to be the coach and it's not going to be uh the front office or the ownership uh and so now it's time to start changing players
1: Is this team right now closer to a fix or closer to a total breakdown and rebuild?
6: You know, uh, that's actually that some of us media members were having last night. And uh, if you had asked me a week, two weeks ago, I might have told you that I thought this team could be retooled and and fixed to a point where you know we're they're back at that um you know third fourth in the east conversation in a couple of years um this right now looks like a team uh that that i never like to do the whole you know blow it up uh and just get rid of everyone um but when you're Going, you know, when you when you're not winning and you're where uh, you're you're gonna have money on the books for a lot of players, um, that's gonna put you in, you know, a a tough when it comes to uh, the luxury tax. Then, yeah, I think it's it's you know this isn't um, you know Dejounte Murray is the only name that's gonna be. uh type of trade deadline for the Hawks as they try to move some pieces and get some salary off the books uh, and and try to to build up some some cap. Oh, wow. that's what they've been so frustrated about is uh, they don't have players um, you know in a lot of trade value, and then they don't have assets uh, that bring in trade value, uh, and so now is the time to. Figure out a way to to acquire that, uh, and so I, I think we're we're looking at a situation where you know whether it's Dejounte and Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, uh, or who who else? You know, I think we're we're looking at um, you know maybe as soon as, as next week, uh, there's going to be some pieces moving. Chris, I'll, I'll give you some insight into a conversation that I wish I could have been a fly on the wall last night. Uh, as some of us uh, came out of the Hawks locker room uh, because Quinn Snyder spoke to the media and then no place to speak to the media. So they said, well, the locker room is open. And we went in and pretty much everyone had left at that point. Uh, And so we were just dealing with some of the younger guys. But then we left that uh, locker room and we saw Tony Ressler and Quinn Snyder um, and uh, um, um, who am I blame? Oh, Landry Fields um, and Kyle Corver all come out of a room together and none of them looked happy. And I'm assuming that that conversation was all right, this is as low as. And it's, you know, now's the time we're going to start making moves.
1: Yeah, we're talking all things Hawks here with Caleb Johnson as they play again tonight versus The Wiz. Coverage starts here at seven o'clock. I'll take you right up to it on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. So, DJ, obviously, is the big name that's being out there in terms of trade. Potentially, you hear Lakers are interested, Heat, you hear all these teams that could be interested. What do you think is the maximum package that the Hawks could realistically expect back?
6: Uh, for, specifically for DeJounte Murray? Yeah. Uh, First-round pick, and uh, and some form of, uh, young, um controllable, you know, and, and when I say controllable I mean, you know, has a contract that goes a, a couple of years. Um you know, so that sort of thing. I think you're um anything beyond being able to get a uh and a player um or you're looking at two young players uh, who are who are under contract for at least two to three years uh and then maybe you're fine of not getting a first round pick. But I feel like uh this team, you know, when you start hearing the San Antonio Spurs are interested in DeJounte and, and uh you know just knowing what that would would happen in return and then obviously, you know, you mentioned the Lakers and the Heat and I don't really know how realistic the Heat are, but I do think the Lakers uh, are becoming uh uh just because well there's a relationship with uh uh with DeJounte Murray and uh, you know LeBron out in LA so uh that's always gonna drum up some, some real substantial uh kind of credit there. Um but you know a whole lot of shiny pieces that are able to be traded in return uh, and then if you've gotten a deal with San Antonio, um, you know, they're not just going to give you all your first-round picks that you traded. Uh, one. So it's just uh, – it's a – and that's why I think you, you are going to see the Hawks get involved uh, just because they want to get multiple assets back uh, and get out of some of this money that would put them in the luxury tax next year.
1: So you mentioned uh, this meeting of the minds, so to speak, uh, of the Hawks brass taking place. <laughs> and obviously you would think they were discussing the state of the franchise at the very least. So what is the path forward for this team? Is there anything that could be done from a strategy standpoint, from a rotation standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, that you could at least try to stop the bleeding a little bit?
6: Um, I, I guess it, requestioning questioning honestly um, I guess they have to decide if they want to do that um, you know I, I know Quinn uh, didn't sign up for taking on a rebuild uh, and so I would have to imagine that that he's trying to figure out some ways uh, to you know to to improve this team with what he's got um, but you know the team that he took over midway through last year uh, this team is is far too uh, similar to to what that team was and you know we thought a lot was going to change and instead all that happened was you know traded away John Collins and and Saint have really looked into uh, the development of Jalen Johnson and how he's kind of uh, filled into that role I think the big thing is is You know, kind of the the lame one, Chris, that that people don't like is getting healthy. Um, You know, you've gone weeks now with your best defender not playing basketball in DeAndre Hunter. And I know we, you know, we kind of make fun of the guy for not living up to his full potential. uh, But he is still a big part of this defense. And when he has not been there, um, you know, and especially when when Jalen was out too, it was really glaring. But then Jalen's come back, and and it's helped it out some. Uh, but when still night in and night out is talking about the fact that this team mm-hmm. has got to defend collectively. Uh, and, and the thing that he harped on last night was that they just kept get, giving lanes to the Pacers, and so the Pacers were able to attack the basket and we're scoring at will and at one point you know shooting 88% for the game just because no one was you know
1: Okay so Caleb so, so Caleb so then so then help me out here why yeah. why is that coaching is that personnel is that lack of effort is that not understanding the game plan is that what what is causing that to happen
6: uh, I think it's a combination of effort uh and a a confusion of roles of of within, you know, this
7: specific.
1: Nah, I think we lost Caleb there. All right. Need a few pa- hey, Caleb, we're going to have to let you go, man. The interviews, we were wrapping up anyway, but I appreciate you as always, my friend. You just had a uh, bad cell phone connection there for that last answer. But I am curious to know, right? Like, why? Why is that happening? Why are you giving up 88%? Why are you losing to teams without their best player? Why is that happening on a consistent basis? Is it coaching? Is it lack of effort? Is it lack of talent? Like, what is causing this to happen on a seemingly night-in, night-out basis for a team that should be so much better than it is right now? It's maddening to watch this team. Like, you can't expect to not play defense in this sport. And win basketball games. It's just not gonna. You're not the Golden State Warriors. I mean, you're just not. You're a good offensive team, but you're not scoring 150 points a night. That's just not the recipe to win right now. So, appreciate Caleb's insight as always. Go follow him at uh, ATL Johnson on Twitter and uh, keep up with his reports. He covers every Hawks game for Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right. When we get back. We're going to open up the phone lines again because I know a lot of you got in earlier. Some of you did not. The Atlanta Falcons. Who is the head coach and who is the quarterback? That's what I'm asking you today. Took a bunch of phone calls in the first hour. Going to open it up again. Who is the head coach and who is the quarterback at 404-726-0929? For me, it's ABB. Anybody but Belichick. I do not want Bill Belichick coming into Flowery Branch and, God forbid, losing first two games or one and three or two and four, and then you have NFL Network and ESPN and CBS sticking microphones in his face at Flowery Branch because they're getting national coverage and saying, have you lost your touch, Bill? Have you lost your fastball? Why didn't you retire? Was Atlanta the right place for you to go? And him saying, uh, you know, it was just a uh, lack of effort out there, and lack of execution, and I just feel like we need to be on to Cincinnati. No! I want high energy. I want juice. I want volume. I want spirit. I want good vibes. I want positive vibes only. So my guy is Mike Vrabel. I want him coming in here with a fire lit under his butt because of what happened in Tennessee, and then you go draft Jaden Daniels. That's what I want. What do you want? Who is the head coach? Who is the quarterback? 404-726-0929. You tell me. 404-726-0929. Your calls when we get back. Other side of the glass hanging out with you. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey app.
2: It's a huge new development.
0: Again, it's not rocket science.
2: Back to more of the other side of the glass.
0: On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. A. B. B.
1: Anybody. But. Belichick. That's where I'm at today. I'm just going to be honest with everyone. That's where I'm at today. Because unless things go perfect for him. It's going to think the vibe of this franchise faster than a boat hitting a rock. It is going to absolutely sink the vibe, the mood, the energy, and then the effort of this franchise. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. I am asking right now, who's your coach? Who's your quarterback? For me, Mike Vrabel is the guy. Why? He's going to come in here. He's going to be po'd about what happened in Tennessee. He's a very good coach. He has very good energy. He is damn good at holding his players accountable, something that needed to happen more under the Arthur Smith regime. He's going to coach up his players the way that they need to be coached. I love his attitude. I love his style. You combine that with this Falcons running game, which is their strength, and then you draft Jaden Daniels. 404-726-0929. Let's start with Greg in Taylorsville. Greg, you're in the game. How you doing? Yeah, I I would uh, go
6: with the Michigan coach, and I would sell the farm to get Marvin Harrison Jr. in here. And then if you got anything left over, you get another pass rush.
1: Hang on a second. Hang on a second. So you're going to make it a fourth year in a row of drafting an offensive skill player? I don't think so, my friend.
7: Hey, uh, they ain't got nobody taking the top off that defense. And you know an offense is not winning. I'm talking about winning the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not talking about just winning. My, you so know, I. am I'm talking about yeah, to so do that, my. they're going to need a receiver that's, that can take the top off. And London's great. He's a great possession guy. He gets up. But how many balls is he taking to the house on long, long plays? And you, you can a possession guy
1: I don't disagree that this team needs a guy who's a true number one in the sense of running a straight line down the field that can take the top off of a defense I agree with you but and the but is a Beyonce size but you cannot cannot go 4 years in a row of drafting an offensive skill player it is not well, I, I happening think
6: when we get Russell Wilson I think there's still some air in them tires.
1: You want that diva nonsense in here? That's why and thank you for the phone call. That's why I don't want Belichick here. Because it's a whole lot of crap. It's a whole lot of nonsense that these guys bring, man. We need positive, productive energy in the building. Do you guys remember how the season just ended? Oh, the loss to the Saints, the loss to the Bears. My goodness. That sucked the entire life out of that building in Flowery Branch. That sucked all of the energy out of the room. That needs to be brought back in a serious way. I'm sorry. Marvin Harrison Jr. may be the best receiver for the next decade in the NFL. He ain't going to be a Falcon. I'm going to tell you that right now. 404-726-0929. Wayne, you're up next. Wayne, you're in the game.
4: Hey, how are you doing today, sir?
1: What's up, Wayne?
4: Well, I just want to talk about um, you know people. We can we can say what we want to about coaching uh, players and this and that, and that. we got to bring team back to it. When you spell team, you don't spell team with no I. So there's not one person or one coach or one coordinator bigger than the whole team. You all got to be on the same page and you all got to work together to make sure the plan that you have works. And the thing about it is that's what bothers me about being an armchair quarterback. We all can be an armchair quarterback because we all have an opinion. But your opinion is we are a team. Bring in, as you say, uh, I hear a lot of people say we don't want to bring in Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is a good management. The thing about Arthur Smith was if Bill Belichick had been in the situations when we was playing games where we was down to the last drive, where he would have made the decision that Arthur Smith made by throwing the ball when you got three good running backs, we he we had allowed the defense to sit back there and let them catch a touchdown when they shouldn't have. It's management, and then it's team. It's we all one we all one team, and we all together. So that's what we need to work on. No, I appreciate work the phone it.
1: call, Wayne. I think I think you're making a fine point there. But, 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 again, what happens if that doesn't happen? You got to think about both sides of the coin here. You're painting a rosy picture where Bill Belichick comes in here and the Falcons have immediate success. Even then he's still prickly. Even then he's still a pain in the butt to deal with. If they go 1-3, you realize that's going to be one of the storylines in the entire NFL. Bill Belichick goes to a new team and can't get it done. That means that all the media in the NFL is going, to, is going to descend upon flowery branch. That's going to bring a giant gray cloud that will sit over the entire organization. You really want that? Do you really want that? Do you want to risk bringing that into this organization. I don't. I don't. I need positive vibes only. 404-726-0929. Let's go to Kim in Fulton. Kim. Hey,
2: how y'all doing? Hey, Kim, how are you? I got through. (laughs) What you got for me? Okay. Look, I'm digging in the wishing well. Just hear me out. Nick Saban, come into the NFL and he coached for the Falcons, and we do get Justin Fields. I know y'all saying all this money, but guess what? Justin wants to be here in Atlanta. He wanted to be here in the beginning. He was making plans to be here, and so he definitely would work. Now, I know having Nick Saban come out of retirement and go to the NFL, but he would be the perfect coach for our team. Anyway, or Belichick, I know you don't like him, but if we had Belichick and um, and Justin Fields, I think it would work. But if we had if we had uh, if we had Nick Saban, we would win the, the Super Bowl this year. So I'm saying I'm looking at just I'm looking at um, Russell Wilson too. <clears throat> I know what you're saying about the diva ship, but. If Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson already got a house here. His wife is from here. Yep. I mean, I think if he worked with Billichick, we might have some diva ships going on. But let's see what happens. I think it'll work. I really do. All so, right, Kim. Thank that's you. That's my opinion. Thank
1: you, Kim, for the phone call. I appreciate it. You call back anytime. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. 929 but unfortunately... Kim wants everybody. I disagree with every single person that she just listed <laughs> for the Falcons. Listen, Nick Saban... Listen, Kim, it's a great idea. If Nick Saban had any interest in coming back to the NFL, you throw a blank check at him and say, hey, listen, do your thing, big guy. I would agree. But I think the chances of that happening are slim to none. Leaning on none. So I don't even think that's something that the Falcons should uh, spend any time planning for, entertaining, trying to make the phone call for, because I I don't think, I think Nick is done. I think he's coached his last ball game professionally or collegiately, and he's going to enjoy an advisory role for Alabama, and he and Miss Terry are going to ride off into the sunset as the greatest college football coach of all time. Justin Fields, you guys know, by now, I've said it over and over and over again, Justin Fields is not the guy for Atlanta. Not because he can't play, but because of the contract situation. He comes here, you get 1 year to figure it out. Then you got to get the 5th year option, and then you got to have him make, you know, 30, 35, 40 million dollars a year. He's not going to have a big enough resume tape to prove that he's a franchise quarterback to justify doing that. It just doesn't work. It's too big of a gamble. It's too big of a gamble, which is also why I don't want Bill Belichick. Harbaugh, mm, I'll take him. If they, I'm not going to sit here and say that if they got Jim Harbaugh, I would be anything other than happy. Do I think it's the best choice? I know a lot of people do. I do not. I do not think he is the best choice. I don't think Jim Harbaugh works in Atlanta. I just don't think it's a good fit. I don't think it's a good fit from a cultural standpoint. I don't think it's a good fit from a football standpoint. Listen, Jim Harbaugh came here. If he comes here and he's able to get the defense 60 sacks and he's able to turn whoever they draft into a franchise quarterback, shut me up. Fine. I will gladly eat that crow. I just don't see it being a good fit. I see him being a better fit with a team like the Chargers. Just – the energy, the vibe to me, it's just not a match. For me, it's a guy like Mike Vrabel. That's a guy who I think will come here and Atlanta fans would fall in love with the way that he coaches and the way that he wants his players to play and the respect and the attitude and the energy that they have. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Shaka's in Decatur. Shaka.
7: Hey, what's up, man? How are you today?
1: What's up, Shaka?
2: What's
7: up? Doing good, doing good, man. I've been listening to the radio and, you know, I think you make some very good points. But you know who I like at uh, for the head coach? I like uh, Ben Johnson over at uh, Detroit, yeah. the offensive coordinator over there. I think he would bring a lot to the offense. I think that he would use and utilize a lot of the key players that we got. You know, I see what he's doing over there at Detroit with Amirah St. Brown and what he's doing over there with Jared Goff at quarterback. I think that would really help us significantly with our play. Um, in regards to quarterback, I don't think we sh- I think we should go young, man. I really think that you bring in a Kirk Cousins or you bring in a Russell Wilson, I think they're on the last stretch of their careers, man. I don't think that they're going to bring life to the city of Atlanta the way that we need it right now in this particular moment, you know. I think you go and get a young guy like Jaden Daniels or if you do what you got to do, I know it's not easy, but you go up and get Caleb Williams, that first quarterback off the board, you know, that would really help us for the longevity of the um the franchise, man, but oh, I think Mike Brabel is a good second choice, but I think that we should really push to go young, because I think that's better off for us as a franchise in the long run, in my personal opinion.
1: Alright, Shaka, thank you for the phone call, man. Good points. I agree with you on the quarterback, man. You need that spark. You need the energy. Does Kirk Cousins give you that spark? He's a good quarterback. He's a damn good quarterback, but he's 35, going to be 36 years old. He's on the last legs of his career, He's going to come in here and operate in, you know, in, in don't screw it up territory more than let's make an exciting play territory. Not the Desmond Ritter type exciting play where he throws it 100 miles an hour to the other team's chest in between the numbers. That's not what I'm talking about. All right, couple more before we break. Let's go to Steve and Cummings. Steve.
7: Hey, how are you? Uh, great show. Appreciate it. I cannot believe, number one, that Tennessee fired Mike Vrabel. I think he's the only choice that makes sense, and I can't believe Arthur Brank hadn't been on the phone to his agent immediately.
1: Who did I you want again? Totally I didn't. I didn't hear you cut out. Who'd you say? Who do you want? Mike Vrabel. Yes. Absolutely. Nope. I agree. 100. He's the guy. He's the I guy that's going to come in here and be so fired up about getting his next shot to coach. I think it's the perfect absolutely. fit.
7: And and people, they say young, he's only 43 years old. He's not like he's
1: 60. You're right.
7: Yeah, and also my quarterback is a little off the wall, and he won't be, unfortunately, available until next year. But if you've ever seen Cameron Rising play football, he's the most exciting football player in the nation right now.
1: No, uh, And I I appreciate the phone call. He's a great player. He just missed the whole season, though. And he didn't play. So you're telling me... And th- and that is also the reason I'm not a big Michael Penix guy. Not just because he didn't have a good game in the national championship, but he is a turned ankle away from his career being over. Go look at his injury history. He's had two ACL surgeries. Two. Most players don't come back from one. He's had two. And Cam Rising's really good. And he'll probably be in the Heisman Trophy consideration next year if he 100% comes back to play. But... I—that's a lot of risk to put on one player to come back and say we're gonna draft you with a top five overall pick, even though you have a major injury history coming out of college. I—I yeah. I stay away from that if I'm the Falcons. Give me Jaden Daniels is the easy answer, guys. He was the Heisman Trophy winner. He's got a rocket for an arm. He can run. He can process defenses. He's a smart quarterback. He's not turnover prone. I mean, that is exactly the type of guy that this franchise needs. You want Bijan to have that 15, 16, 1700-yard season? That's the quarterback that you want. He's going to hit him in the slant. He's going to run play action. He's going to run out bootleg. He's going to be able to do everything with his combination of athleticism and his arm talent that Marcus Mariota, the noodle arm quitter, as John Fricky likes to say, and Desmond Ritter couldn't do. He's the guy for me. Easy. Brable, Jaden Daniels. Done. 404-726-0929. We'll take more calls next hour. Coming up next, our buddy Joe DeLeon is going to break down college and pro for us. Is Caitlin DeBoer really going to do it at Alabama? We'll ask Joe next. Don't go anywhere. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey app.